Hello, hope you guys are all having a fab day. So today I want to talk about astrology aspects. I do transit videos and podcasts, and I'm always talking about squares, trines, oppositions, quincunxes, and that sort of stuff. So I was inspired to make this video because I have a bunch of people that are wanting to know what these things are that I'm talking about, like when I'm saying Mercury trine, the sun, or Uranus square, Mercury. So I wanted you guys to know exactly what those things are and, you know, how they go with planets. There's so much that goes into planet to planet aspects, but this is the best way I could describe it. So that way you guys are knowing exactly what I'm talking about when I'm saying trines. So since I'm speaking about trines, let's start off with that. A trine is an aspect that is what it sounds like, a triangle. And it's about four signs apart on a chart, um, whether that be your natal chart, whether that be a transit chart, it's, it forms a triangle. And so when you have aspects and transits that form trines, it's generally within the same element. And so that would be Sagittarius and Aries would be three signs because we have three planets that this aspect is making. And that would be, you know, Aries, Sagittarius, and Leo it would form a fire trine. And of course you have earth trines, air trines, water trines. So what trines bring are harmony and balance and just a lot of good luck and socializing in its best form. Basically when you have a trine situation, you can expect things to go well, you can expect things to go smoothly, a little too easily, a little too happy-go-lucky. And nothing wrong with that because with all the crazy stuff that goes on in the world, we need trines to show us the good in other people and to make us, you know, realize why we're doing what we're doing. Like in other words, you know, sometimes you have these moments where things are just not working out and then a trine comes along and it just makes everything worth it. It makes it like, okay, you know what? I now have a reason to keep going. I have a reason to keep going with this job situation. I have a reason to keep going with this relationship. I have a reason to keep going with this project or, you know, just anything that you're planning and it felt like it hit a screeching halt a trine is going to bring harmony balance so that way you're able to see that there's light at the end of the tunnel and that's the amazing thing about trines the only downside to trines is trines have a tendency to make people lazy because they are so easy so if you're seeing people with trines in their natal chart a lot of trines in their natal chart it looks like okay yeah they have an easy life but that can also cause a person to be very complacent and not necessarily take a lot of action for those reasons and it always depends on what element the trine is in but for the most part, trines are so easy that you don't have to do anything. You end up resting on your laurels because of it. So trines bring in fun. They bring in happy-go-lucky energy. And it brings in social energy where, you know, you might have been in a situation where you haven't been seeing friends for a while. You haven't been, you know, communicating. So a trine energy, you have socializing in its best form. And by best form... Everyone's getting along. Everything is harmonious. You're able to have conversations with ease. You're able to just communicate with people with no one taking you the wrong way. No one's touchy. No one's defensive. No one's picking a fight for you for saying, pass the salt and you did it all wrong or they didn't like your tone. Everyone just is getting along and agreeable with a trine. And that's one of the other things that's so amazing about that. It can bring a lot of harmony to your social situation. So in other words, if you were in a fight with someone and then all of a sudden a trine comes along, it affects the both of you, where you're able to make amends and make peace with one another and work through your problems. Trines really do help you work through a lot of issues that need to be worked through. And it's like relationship harmony finally restored. One of 
the best examples that I did recently in one of my videos for a trine, it would be Mars making a trine with Jupiter now. With Mars right now, it's in Aries, and Jupiter is in Sagittarius. So you have fire going on here, but you have fire in its best form where it's not picking a fight or anything like that. It's actually working in harmony. So you're more social. There's tons of good luck. With the Aries energy, there's action being put in it, especially with Mars, like that, that action is being put into this trine. So it always depends on what element the trine is in and everything. But for the most part, you have a lot of luck that came from an aspect like this, and it just brought in just good vibes. It would be like, now is the time to act. Now is the time to be social. Now is the time to actually like go for what you really truly want. So trines in astrology are so amazing. They're so welcome when I'm doing transits. I love seeing them, especially between the major planets. I'm not saying the moon is not a major planet because it definitely is. I do a lot more. You get more moon energy than anything else in a lot of transit videos because the moon is always doing something and the moon is the fastest moving object in the sky as far as the planets go. But when you have like, planets that are benefics or even malefics it just puts a big ease on certain things and situations that could normally turn into a knockout drag out fight so conjunctions is another aspect now conjunctions are generally in the same sign because they're on the same degree as one another within the same house so when you have a conjunction you'd have something that happened let me just think of something that happened recently recently there was the sun conjunct jupiter i'm going to keep bringing jupiter into this and sun conjunct jupiter that's an amazing aspect that initiates things and launches your projects and especially with the sun coming into play with it it illuminates things so in other words when you have conjunctions conjunctions are harmonious aspects sometimes it does depend on the planets that you know are aspecting each other in a conjunction because some planets play well together and some planets don't but for the most part conjunctions bring in an actual action but conjunctions come in and they form action and they work together to actually blend energies in a harmonious way it's kind of like wonder twin powers activate form of i don't know think of a form of something that's really cool like cookies and cream or peanut butter and jelly just things that work well together form a conjunction so with a conjunction if you have them in your chart or if you're see hearing me talking about them in the aspects these conjunctions generally bring in some good stuff. They generally bring in some action. They start things off and they help you move your stuff along and move your stuff along. Whatever projects you may be working on, job stuff, relationship stuff, um, it just really helps you work through the problem in a blended, harmonious sort of way. A conjunction is also the aspect that forms stelliums. A stellium is when you have three or more planets in the same sign along the lines of the same degree, um, and degrees being the degree that the planets are on and everything. So like, it's just like 16 degree of Gemini in Mercury or 16 degrees of Gemini in Saturn. It just, and, and it go and so on and so on. I mean, there's definitely a little bit of give and take and wiggle room as far as the degree meanings go, but that's a whole nother video altogether. And basically with that, it forms an energy that is that sign and embodies that sign when you have a stellium and a stellium Again, that's another topic altogether, but it does go with the conjunction. So when you have conjunctions, you have two si you have the same sign in two planets. So when you have the same sign in more than one planet, it is going to make that aspect powerful. So when you have a conjunction, you know, just think about it as this is bringing in an additional amount of power into whatever it is you're trying to do for yourself, whatever it is you're trying to initiate in your life 
wherever it is you're trying to go as far as your relationships and career and things like that, having that additional energy generally helps. And again, it all depends on what the planetary pairs are and what sign they're in, because some signs are a little nicer in transits or natal charts than others. It all depends. It all depends on what house they're sitting in. But again, this is what a conjunction does. And the conjunction that I was talking about again before was the sun and Jupiter. And that formed, it's, it's known as the luckiest day of the year when the sun and Jupiter meet up and have a conversation because it brings a lot of flow and luck and ease just as Jupiter does. And the sun just illuminates it, just amplifying that luck and mag making it even more magnetic. So you're virtually a money magnet. You're virtually a success magnet. And things just go your way with this. And recently we had Venus making a conjunction with Jupiter and that brought in a lot of romantic energy. It brought in a lot of, again, luck because you got the two benefics, Venus and Jupiter. They always bring in luck, money and success and that sort of stuff. So that would be those times where you really wanna launch and initiate your projects or anything that you're trying to go for that you need to have success behind it. That is the perfect aspect to go for it. Um, trines as well, but conjunctions and also sextiles, which I'll be getting to, those are perfect. So speaking of sextiles, sextiles are generally two signs apart and they are signs that are in different elements, um, but they're compatible elements. So in other words, you have like earth with water or fire with air when you have a sextile and sextiles come together to bring action and to ignite our projects or things that we're trying to do for ourselves. So you have two compatible signs in this sextile working together to complete something or to bring harmony or to actually give some stability to a situation and help us move things along and launch what we need to launch. So think about situations where you're dealing with someone that's compatible with you. How does that work? It works out great and it gets things done. When you have two compatible people working together, um, shit gets done. And this is what a sextile essentially does. We have an aspect that is going to be coming up with Neptune and Saturn. Saturn is currently in Capricorn. Neptune is currently in Pisces. They're both in their dignities currently at this point. So these planets are really strong. It's going to be a sextile between them going on on the 31st of January. And what that's going to bring is that's going to bring in steadiness to your dreams and steadiness to your dreams is if you've had a dream of what you wanted for yourself where you want to go in your life where you wanted to move what you wanted job wise and everything because this the way this sextile works is a lot of this is career oriented a lot of this is spiritual work oriented or just anything you've been dreaming up and wanting for yourself comes through in a stable way. Neptune is generally fantasy and dreaming things up and intuitive energies. And then you have a planet like Saturn that's all about hard work and ambition and you know driving things home and creating stability and a legacy. And then you have these two planets coming together in a sextile. It is going to help you have a foundation and stability for whatever it is you are been, you've been wanting to create and what you want for yourself for the rest of your life. So anything that you've been working on is going to come through because of the sextile. And with these signs being compatible, even though I know some people might say something differently, um, not astrologer wise and the way a textbook would go with astrology, but just people I know that have had experiences, you know, with either sign together and everything generally have a complaint. But, you know, for the most part, these energies do work well for us on a transit level. And 
it's great to have a sextile because it means that anything that you're wanting to start, anything that you want movement in is going to start moving along for you finally. So for the hard aspects, you have squares and you have oppositions and they're hard because they don't, they create tension. They create a ton of tension. And with a square, you are going to have situations where you're going to have power struggles. Squares are three signs apart. So in squares, it's always going to be in fours with the angles of a square, obviously. You're going to always see certain quadruplicities, and that would be mutable, cardinal, fixed, those signs that are in that particular modality. So if you see, if you hear, if you're watching a video um, and you're hearing someone say a grand cross or a cardinal cross, anytime you hear something like cardinal cross, you're dealing with an aspect that's a square and that is Cancer, Aries, Libra, Capricorn, all squaring off and in various different planets. And it creates tension, it creates power struggles. It creates situations where it's very uncomfortable, it's irritable. So when I mention them in my videos, when I'm talking about a square, it is definitely something that's going to be not the best. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be like the other aspects I was just talking about, trying sextiles and conjunctions. It has nothing to do with that. This, when you see squares in someone's chart on a natal level, it creates a lot of tension in their chart and it creates a lot of conflict in certain areas of their life. However, unlike a trine, it does actually breed strength in a person and it breeds strength in a person where they fight against all odds to make it. And so with a lot of people who have squares in their chart, you're, they're the most successful people because they have to always go against the grain. They have to always work hard for everything rather than it being handed to them and it landing in their lap. So squares, they have their positivity to it where they can work together and you can make the most of it. You can be ambitious with a square. You can try to work your magic with a square the best way you can. But know with squares, there are definitely roadblocks. You have dominant energies trying to basically, you know, square off with each other, literally and figuratively square off with one another. So you're going to have, it's going to have its challenges, but it does have its light at the end of the tun tunnel as well. It just depends on the situation. It, it depends on the planetary pairs. It depends on what other aspects might be affecting that planet. It just all depends. Like one of the most recent ones that I can think of is Mars making a square with Saturn. And again, I will always describe Capricorn and Aries situations that go wrong as the well-meaning adult meets the juvenile delinquent and they are butting heads, they are locking horns. You have a square between Mars and Saturn and you have the fast-paced energy versus the slow-moving energy. And so you have a tug of war, essentially, and you have one that wants to do things in a slow, methodical, practical, pragmatic way, and you have the other one that's impetuous and wants to do things quickly. And there's nothing wrong with either of those. Sometimes things need to be done fast, and sometimes things need to be done slow. However, when you have a square like that, it's just not gonna work. You're fighting against each other. And so with oppositions, those are six signs part and their polarities. An opposition is what creates the full moon that we see every month. And this is the opposition between the moon and the sun, and it creates a full moon essentially. And basically with the opposition, it's always an opposite signs. It is always a polarity. It is always yin and yang energy. Recently, we had the sun going into Aquarius the same day as the moon went into Leo for that lunar eclipse. And those two energies, they want different things. They want to do different things. So you got this situation where everything is at odds. Currently, one of the polarities that we have going on is the nodes. 
you have the nodes in Cancer and Capricorn, they're complete opposite signs. The nodes are always opposite signs. They're always in an opposition. And with Cancer, Cancer is all about nurturing and being vulnerable. And Capricorn doesn't show their vulnerability. Capricorn is all about resources and being ambitious and going out for yours and such. And where Cancer, they want to nurture. They want to be at home. They want to have that reassurance. They're not afraid to show their feelings. And the Capricorn energy has a hard time showing that side. It's not as if Capricorns can't have that side because they absolutely do. But when you deal with the polarity, it's one of those things where, you know, you've got the materialistic side versus the like, you know, home and family side with the Capricorn and Cancer energy. So that's what an opposition forms. And oppositions can actually be good because at the same time, there are compliments to it. What one sign is lacking, the other one brings to the table. And sometimes these things blend depending on what planets are transiting each sign um, within that planet. It all depends. But the energy with an opposition can be worked and you can make the best of it or you can make the worst of it and you can constantly be at odds and, you know, fighting over differences instead of trying to like find common ground and bring them together so that it does create a yin and yang. And so also with this too, opposites attract, think about, you know, anyone that you've been attracted to that's your polar opposite, but for whatever reason you're drawn to that person, sometimes those energies work well together and sometimes they work against each other. It's kind of like, you know, again, opposite sign thing like an Aquarius and a Leo dating. It could be amazing or even friendships too, because I've noticed a lot of time too with the opposition energy, and this is not even transit, this is just real life, real time stuff. You have a lot of people that are friends with their opposite signs and they attract their opposite signs because obviously opposites attract and they end up in relationships with their opposite signs for those reasons too. So, you know, those things work well at times and then when they're bad, they're bad. When they're great, they're amazing. So it's just like that with an opposition. An opposition can be really bad when it's bad and it could be friggin' amazing when it's amazing. So I hope this makes sense. I'm going to be looking at the minor aspects in the next video, but these are the major aspects. These are the ones that are mostly talked about. I also use other things like quincunxes and semi-squares and sesquiquadrates, which is a word that I've always had a hard time saying, um, and just parallels every now and then. I might use them. I don't use them all the time. There's so many different aspects that join these planets together and cause the energy to, you know, be displayed on Earth. It's one of those sayings, as above, so below. So whatever's going on up there is definitely affecting us down here. So that's it for this video. I will be looking at the other minor aspects in the next one. Hope you guys have a great day. Later.